Hi, and welcome to episode 116 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island, a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five, especially these days when it's just like one meal after the next. So many meals. Rapid fire. So many yeah. meals. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other places all around the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, the tips that we talk about, our smorgasbord, and a shopping list that I make every week on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox. We have a newsletter and you can subscribe if you're the type of person who likes to preview before you listen. Okay, Kate, let's dive in. This week's recipes were egg curry by Cook with Manali, Greek lemon and egg soup by My Family's Food Diary, and a simple carbonara recipe from Bon Appetit. Inexpensive, super flexible, delicious. What's not to love about an egg? Do you remember the incredible edible egg campaign, Betsy? It just came to me. I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that's, that's a catchy one. Yeah, blast from the 90s past, 80s or something, who knows. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I, you and I both heard about people like buying and making a lot of eggs as a result of us all sheltering in place. And so I thought, you know, we could probably use a few recipes that might give us a break from omelets. Yeah, and I think this also came up in our Facebook group. People were talking about eggs mm-hmm. and said, let's have an egg episode. So this is really... Nice, because I think a lot of people are cooking with eggs these days. And I, in the sort of beginning rush on the grocery stores, had trouble finding eggs. But now I have been buying, like, by, I've been getting the 18. Oh, wow. You know, like the flat of eggs at a time. Well, because we'll have for for breakfast. Sure. I'll bake like bake a little bit the and baking. then all of a sudden we have no eggs. It is the baking and I just don't want to be stuck without eggs. Yeah. So, um, so there we go. So eggs for dinner too. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. Let's just egg it up. So the first recipe this week is egg curry by cook with Manali. And, you know, I've seen recipes for egg curry as I kind of noodle around the internet and I've been intrigued, but I've never had the opportunity to really make it. And, you know, I love a hard boiled egg just do. And I love curry. So why not both, right? And Manali describes this dish as she makes it when there's like not a lot in the house. She's out of a lot of vegetables, but she's got some eggs. She's got some tomatoes. And it really is a dish that is comfort food. So the tomatoes are cooked down with a little bit of mustard seeds, some spices and onions, and you add in the hard-boiled eggs at the end. And you have this kind of mild curry that's delicious over rice or with some naan bread. So to make it, you add cloves and whole cloves and peppercorn to oil in a hot pan, saute that for a few minutes until, or seconds, excuse me, until fragrant, and then add in some cumin seeds and mustard seeds. You wait until the cumin seeds sizzle and the mustard seeds pop, which is literally what happens. They like start popping like little popcorn, which is kind of fun. Add in some chopped onions and you cook that until they're brown. Add some garlic, ginger, green chili, mix it all up and cook it until, you know, It smells like ginger and garlic until it smells good. And then you add some pureed tomatoes and mix. You simmer for a couple minutes and then you open up the pan, add some salt, coriander, turmeric, garam masala, 
and some red chili powder. Cover the pan again and cook for another six to seven minutes. And then once everything's nicely cooked together, add some water to thin it out and you add some boiled eggs. And she also suggests adding green peas, which I did, which I thought was a great idea. Um, You just simmer it for another five to six minutes to kind of warm everything up. And then you add some chopped cilantro. You know, it's just a little bit of spice, very tomatoey curry with egg. Over rice, this is really comforting. You know, how do you like it? So I was I was very happy with this. And it felt like a tasty and kind of budget-friendly mm-hmm. comfort food, which, you know, is exactly how she described it and, and what I thought as I was making it. I will say I bought one of these plug-in tabletop dash, I think is the brand name, egg cooker. So you put like oh. seven or eight little eggs in there and then you set the timer or you press the button and then they're like hard boiled in six minutes or whatever. Amazing. It's like, yeah, it's like a little tabletop thing. And so I've making been making more eggs because of it. And then sometimes I do end up with leftover eggs that people are just tired of hard boiled eggs too. In my, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I used that and had my eggs pre-done for this. And then I think Kate, sort of key to all of this is having these if your pantry is stocked in this way it becomes very pantry Mm -hmm. friendly if you don't this becomes quite the grocery shopping trip but i think what we've been realizing is that if the more you make the more i'm making these um recipes from the indian authors and food writers the flavor profiles are very similar and the spices I'm using are very similar and you can kind of stock your pantry mm-hmm. in this way. And then this becomes very budget friendly and delicious. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think if you shop at Indian grocery stores or grocery stores that typically carry a lot of the spices, maybe, um, you know, down in Atlanta, it's the the farmer's market or those kinds of things. Um, is that what it's called? The farmer's market? Yeah. That a cab farm, you're the cab farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Patel brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're shopping there, you're also going to get these in enough volume that they're budget friendly. Um, and then you can just whip up things like this. And I was going to say something similar to Betsy is that you become familiar with the process and you realize mm-hmm. that this is very like, this is home cooking. This is not super complicated. It's always the spices go in oil. Then you add the ginger and the garlic. Like there's there's steps here that are repeatable, which makes sense. Millions and millions of people make this food. <laughs> every day. And so um, it was just, it's, this was a really delicious recipe and um, her recipes directions were very clear step-by-step. I, it was very easy to follow. I thought it was just a lovely, lovely curry for a weeknight and a very homey tasting dish. So this was, this was a four out of five for me. I liked it. I liked it too. I'm also giving it a four out of five. And one thing I will say is that we're going to talk about this later, but I took a virtual cooking class last week or kind of a week and a half ago. And it was before I made this egg curry. And in my class, she specifically called out the cashmere red chili powder, which she calls Mm. for in this recipe too. And our instructor had said, if you go to an Indian grocery store, specifically seek this out because it'll be, be delicious and you can get a whole oh. bunch of it for kind of inexpensively, but it has this really um, great flavor, and it's that cashmere red chili powder. So, anyways, I haven't Yum. gotten it yet, but I thought it was. I just kind of noticed that, and I thought, oh, I'm learning a little bit more about these spices, and um, that's something I'm going to yeah. specifically look for next time I do uh, go to an Indian grocery store. So I will too, because I mean, the Korean gochujang was like mm-hmm. 
life altering. I'm sure this will be the same way. Yeah. So lucky that we got shared shared with us. Okay. What's up next? Okay. So next we are going to a Greek lemon and egg soup by my family's food diary. So Greek lemon and egg soup, also called Avgo lemony soup, is a creamy egg-based broth punched up with lots of lemon juice, but ultimately it's just a comforting chicken soup with rice. And we, okay, so real talk, I had written this script that I've only had this in restaurants and then Betsy texted me and was like, you've not just had this in restaurants. We made this. In other episodes. Yeah, in episode 41. I said, you haven't, why? She hasn't only had this in restaurants. We made this for the podcast. But I maintain that we have not actually made this because that soup had carrots in it and noodles, which are very different than rice. Mm -hmm. Betsy's not really buying that. Hot take. In any case. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay, sure. Whatever. In any case. This is a, this is a simple, comforting, homey soup. I may or may not have eaten it, depending on whose side you take. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like it. And so to make it, you start up by making a light chicken broth with a couple pounds of chicken thighs, some lemon juice and water. Simmer that for 45 minutes and pull out the chicken. Skim the top of the broth if there's any of that kind of like, you know, bubbly stuff on top. When the chicken's cool enough, you shred it. And then into the broth, you add rice and cook that for 25 minutes or until the rice is nice and soft. Next comes the magic, which we may or may have already done already. You take a cup or so of the lemon juice and you blend it with five eggs. And then you ladle in a bit of that hot broth while mixing the egg and lemon all together, right? So you're tempering the eggs, which just means that you're trying to get them, warm them up slowly enough that the eggs don't scramble. And when you've added that full cup and you've warmed it up gently, you add the mixture to the pot, stir and heat briefly to warm it up. And she suggests serving this with a little more lemon, halloumi cheese, rusks, which are, you know, kind of like big croutons or kind of like dried bread and the chicken on the side. So Betsy, how'd this go? Okay. So I had some chicken thighs. So as you recommended, I did that step first. I was Mm. kind of ahead of time, which I think if you're starting from making your chicken broth and then all the way to the end of the soup, that gets to be quite the afternoon of cooking. I mean, if you want to do it, super fun. But I mean, if it's like a rainy Sunday or something, I could see not minding this. But weeknight, you're going to starve to death. Yeah. I was also wondering if, do you think you could use pre-made or store-bought broth because it you do it with a little bit of lemon yeah. but i was thinking well you have the lemon at the end too if you wanted to shortcut this you could maybe just start with the broth i don't know yeah i mean i think don't tell greek grandmas because mm-hmm. this is like if you read the recipe like all the head notes for the recipe like this is her family's traditional avgo lemon soup okay but i think you totally could do that <laughs> I was i'm sure that like real life Greek people who make this are not simmering chicken thighs for 45 minutes every time they make this. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 So I thought, you know, there there are some ways that you could, if you're familiar with making this soup or a chicken soup, you might be able to mm-hmm. kind of adapt it to your specific weeknight need. Uh, for me, I really like this lemony flavor and mm-hmm. I thought it made kind of a nice uh, kind of spring into summer soup too, Kate. I thought those flavors. Yeah. We're nice this time of year. It's mm-hmm. nice and transitional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too heavy, which I think is so nice. Because it's not actually cream-based. It's that egg base, which for some reason, like, tastes a little lighter. I mean, it's not, like, 
let's be clear. It's not like some sort of like a spatula, like soup, but like you said, transitional. Um, I love the lemony flavors too. I only use three quarters of a cup of lemon juice. Did you, how much did you, do you remember how much you used? Hmm. I think I probably got, I think I was even less than that because yeah. I was squeezing. I think I was maybe right around a half a cup even. Yeah. That, that was plenty tart. I mean, if you go the full cup, you're going to have a, a really lemony soup. So word to the wise, maybe you like that, uh-huh. but mine was very lemony at three quarters of a cup. And I was kind of watching out because I thought, oh, people want to know. Three quarters of a cup was also a lot of lemons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what I was like. Eight lemons. I was like, well, this, yeah. is, this is going to be enough because I need to have some of these lemons for later this week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, if you have a lemon tree, like go, go bananas, uh-huh. you know, or go lemons. But um, if you're not, if you live in Rhode Island and there aren't any lemon trees, I really did. I was like, oh, man, I kind of wish I had done the halloumi cheese situation. Mm-hmm. That would have been delicious. I mean, let's be clear. I'm always into the cheese situation. (laughs) But I love this. This is really good and I'll make it again. It was very popular in a house. This is a five out of five for me. Yeah, I also thought this was good. Same thing. I thought, ooh, with all of these accompaniments that she's suggesting here, Mm. this would be really delicious. I think I'll make it again this summer. It was just really going to hit the spot with us. Okay, so our last recipe is a decadent simple carbonara recipe from Bon Appetit. So... Carbonara is on my list of truly decadent comfort food. It like takes a little technique, but when it's good, it's really, really good. It's just pasta coated in basically bacon fat and eggs mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that have been emulsified together with some starchy pasta water. It's super creamy, super savory. The bacon flavors all the way through. I mean, what's not to love? So you get this started by boiling a pound of pasta in salted water. Cook until it's a little couple minutes shy of al dente. Drain and make sure to reserve at least like a couple cups of the starchy pasta water. Meanwhile, in a large pan or Dutch oven, you need to brown four ounces, so a quarter of a pound of bacon, pancetta, or guarcinal, which is probably not how you pronounce it. It's the pig jowl, which if you live in like Providence, you can find. If you live anywhere else, you likely can't. So just, I actually just use bacon. It was delicious. Um, So you take out the meat when it's lightly browned and leave about three tablespoons of fat in the pan. She says to measure this. I did not measure this. I was like, yeah, that looks like three tablespoons. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, in a small bowl, you beat together four egg yolks and two eggs with an ounce of grated Parmesan cheese. You add in the pasta water to the Dutch oven, still over the heat and bring it to a boil. So it's the bacon fat and the pasta water together and you add in your pasta and you cook that for a couple minutes until the water is reduced by half take the pot off the heat now you take that hot pasta water that you reserved then your measuring cup and you drizzle in slowly into the egg cheese mixture again just like the agua lemony soup tempering the egg so it slowly warms and it doesn't scramble when the egg is tempered you add it to the pot of pasta mixing thoroughly Last, you're going to add a little more pasta water until the sauce is consistency of a heavy cream. Add in the bacon, mix it up, dish it in some bowls, top it with more cheese, and live your best life, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Betsy, how'd this go? So I do make this every once in a while for my family, and mm. we always call it, with the kids, I call it bacon and egg pasta, and yes. it is one of their favorite special treat pastas. So we liked this. I thought the, of course, because this is a family favorite, the 
like recipe was very easy to follow. It's always very satisfying. One trick that I had an Italian friend told me years ago Mm. was to help the egg tempering, like the eggs to not cook in your final step there is to actually transfer your pasta into a like cold serving bowl and Hmm. do the tossing in there instead of in your Dutch oven. So that was like her little trick her mom used. And I don't always do this, but occasionally I'm like, oh, I should just do this in the kind of colder or room temperature bowl. Mm -hmm. And I do tend to get, you know, better results. Oh, I don't know. Love that. So there you go. That was just a, but it is, it is a little, um, it's busy there right at the end. Yeah. That much. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be like on your game. If you're, you're tossing and working. Yeah. You gotta yeah. get your <laughs> stuff together. I was like, this is a simple, but active dish is what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're yeah. hungry, it'll come together quickly. But if you want to walk away from the stove, this is not your dinner. Make sure you maybe have a snack or something before you make this. I, I mean, it also is really satisfying. I ate a small portion of this and then James ate the rest, which he regretted. But, you know, you don't also don't have to make this with spaghetti. I've seen this with pasta tubes and fettuccine. I actually um, halved the recipe mm-hmm. and that worked fine. You know, it's very <laughs> flexible. I liked the method. It was kind of nice and it worked well. Um, overall, this was super good. Hit the spot. Uh, if you if you always wanted to make carbonara at home, no time like the present. So this is a five out of five for me. How about you? Yeah, I think it's also a five out of five. I thought the directions were very clear and you could be very, mm. you could be successful making this using this recipe. Also, I just want to say when we did Melissa Clark's Comfort in an Instant in that episode, yeah. I made her risotto carbonara from there. Oh, right. I'd yes. forgotten about and that. So, just a little shout out to that recipe because it was also very, very good. So yeah. worth looking up. You ended up picking up that book, or I know a couple people got it on an e-reader. Oh, so. yeah. That's right. Okay. So wrap it up for winners. Mine is the never made before Greek and lemon rice soup or off goat lemony soup. <laughs> you just really surprised yourself on that one, Kate, didn't you? I sure did. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the Dory and finding, oh, <laughs> that's funny um i'm gonna go with the egg curry that was a really fun discussion yeah close second close second all right if any of these recipes sound good to you make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com there you'll find links to all the recipes including the one that we made before uh and any tips or techniques we talked about including that cold bowl technique i think that's so interesting if you'd like to chat more with us come on and over to the Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We have such fun there. It's really active. People are always talking about what they're making um, and all of our, you know, trials and tribulations in the kitchen. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast and you can just search and ask to join and we'll let you in. Okay, Kate. So today on the Smorgasbord, we are talking about kind of virtual and online cooking. Right. Sort of. What happens when you can't get out of the house? And so I'm going to start with this one and say that I took a cooking class that I mentioned earlier. 
Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this is that I've never actually taken an in-person cooking class before, probably because I've had young kids in my house for like a decade. Mm. And I am just now getting to the point where <laughs> I would want to go out to go maybe take a cooking class. And so oh, sure. this was kind of fun for me because I thought I, it's not that I am have engaged with them before and now I'm transitioning online. This is my first interaction ever. <laughs> Right. Cooking classes. Oh, that's so funny. And I loved it. I to think about it that way. Yeah. And I thought this is really, it was just like, just a delight to me because I had not experienced it a different way. And I just thought it was such a, such a fun thing. So I took a Indian fast and easy Indian cooking class through a local cooking school here in Atlanta. And they also have a, it's like a kind of cooking shop. They sell pans and wine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They offer cooking classes. And it was taught by a friend of mine and she is, I, I know she was nervous about transitioning her classes to an online format. Yeah. And I thought it was so fun because there were, there was a, an executive assistant and he was there kind of t- asking her the questions that came up in the chat box. So she was addressing that. And then um, he would say, let me know if you're where everyone is. Are you still cooking or is everything in the oven? Okay, let's move on. which was nice. And so we all kind of raised our hand. We were all the cauliflowers in and (laughs) most of the people on there, it was the class cost $25 and it says it's good for everyone in your house or whatever, like a family. Oh, fun. So that I think kind of encouraged people because I did it with Maida, my middle daughter, who's eight. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. She loved it. And then on the screen, <laughs> I think there were 25 spots total in the class, but there were tons of people who were doing it with like a spouse or just by themselves. Oh, that's nice. With a kid. And there were a lot of, and one woman said she wrote in there that she was doing it with her nephew who was staying with her. And then they were taking it out to the driveway and they were going to kind of like have a socially distanced neighbors were going to like serve themselves and then sit six feet apart or <laughs> oh my gosh that's so fun and so they just sent us ahead of time a little welcome packet that had the three recipes we made which for us were it was a cauliflower dish and then a um chicken kebab type thing and then a shrimp curry on the stovetop and mm. i had bought all this stuff and we just kind of moved through the class so we made everything we had a, like, just a really wonderful dinner that night and made a having like done all that cooking like that's some hardcore cooking for her and she loved it and she was saying she'd be like mom type in the chat box i think our sauce <laughs> is too brown and i was like ah. <laughs> <laughs> she's also throwing right. you under the bus <laughs> I'm like it's well, fine I mean, she is- don't need to bring that up <laughs> But I think too, like she's used to all that virtual learning from the past, yes. you know, so she's like, I know how to do this. Let oh, me show you how to work yeah. this online class stuff. She totally was. She was like, mom, type in there. And she would have these questions that she wanted to ask. And so I, you know, we did ask a couple questions and people said, could you show us a close up of this? Or um, yeah. can I substitute this? Or, you know, can we slow down here? And it was really nice that they had some because they were filming it in their studio in their regular cookbook or their like regular cooking school yeah and and they had all the executive assistants there so that the chef who was teaching it that's so smart wasn't 
wasn't also trying to manage the chat box. Right, 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 right. The rest of the stuff. Um, Are they offering any future classes, right. Betsy? Could people sign up if they wanted to? They could. And so, I mean, I'm just, if you want to go to Cook's Warehouse, their website will link yeah. it. And I'm sure a lot of people are doing this, but I just thought they did a really fantastic job of managing the situation, which I thought is key, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Sure is. And yeah, they are, I know, um, Nina, my friend who taught this, is doing another class. And then they have a, a really full slate of uh, professional cooks who teach cooking classes in Atlanta that are transitioning, I think, to this online format in the next over the next month or two. So... I'm going to keep an eye on it because it was really fun. So that was my online virtual cooking discovery. Kate, what do you have for us? Okay. So kids these days and their TikTok. I finally got on this. You and I have been talking about TikTok for a little bit of time. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So if you have heard of TikTok or maybe you haven't heard of TikTok, it is a social media platform. It is short video clips And you follow all these people on all their clips. You can watch anything from like people recording their cute dogs, which I enjoy, to the Oregon Zoo. We'll also like show pictures of their penguins hiking. I follow a lot of animal accounts. But (laughs) (laughs) because they're adorable. They're very short clips. The longest ones are 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. They're either 60 second or 15 second clips. Um, There'll be videos of people talking. Uh, It's just it can be a bit of a time suck and there are some things on there. Like it does ask your birth date. And so like, like with any social media buyer beware, but it is fun. And if you're looking for something to like, I don't know, it's a little bit of escapism. There are some really fun cooking accounts now that are cropping up. I certainly don't know all of them. I've just been kind of, you know, bopping around. I kind of got down a rabbit hole of cute animals. So I got to go back to the (laughs) cooking. There's this one where they voice over all the seals. Oh, I mean, this is the right? Yes. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Your girls would love the seal ones. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that. Oh, my goodness. The point is, the cooking ones are really fun because they're done in 60-second bits. And there's some that have been really fun and easy to watch. Now, you're not getting the recipe, but they're a little more personal than like those BuzzFeed Tasty videos. Mm-hmm. And they're interesting, if, you know, depending upon who, who you're following. So, so in case you're on TikTok, I have been enjoying... Uh, Gia Kicho, and we'll put the spellings in our in our show notes. And he's an amazing Korean cook. Also does other recipes. I mean, I love Korean cooking, so he's been really fun to watch. There's Cooking Bomb, and she does Chinese cooking. She did like taro bubble tea, which looked really good. How to make your own bubble tea? She was making her own noodles. It's like really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am Tabitha Brown, who does vegan recipes. And also has the loveliest personality out there. Oh, that's nice. She just says inspirational, lovely things. And <laughs> it's just very nice. <laughs> it's like soothing. If you're, It's very soothing. And if you're looking for seal videos and people saying nice things, like, I'm just saying, it's a great one. So that's kind of fun. And um, it's just been a fun little something to to break up the day a little bit sometimes. So if you're on TikTok, I'd recommend going on those accounts. And if you have accounts that you like, um, definitely share them with us. So then I got inspired. Yeah. I thought, all right, we now have a TikTok account, Betsy. In fact, I was at this text from Kate. (laughs) I was thinking, oh, (laughs) the other thing you see on TikTok, that's like the, the, like the viral stuff is like people doing dances. These are like little Mm -hmm. arm move me dances. We are not going to dance. 
I assured Betsy there's no dancing that's going to happen. But I thought it'd be a fun thing to like show what we're doing in the kitchen, talk about the episodes. I don't know what kids these days do on it. We'll figure it out. Could be some voiceover skills making brownies. I mean, yes. Who knows? The world's our TikTok on this one. Oh my goodness. I feel 800 I years old I know. on this thing. But I will say you know that. What? <laughs> I think all the old people are getting on TikTok. So it's time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, our people mm-hmm. are finally getting there. Well, yeah. we'll see how it goes, Kate. <laughs> Strange times call for. Doing things a little differently. So I think we both branched out this week a little bit, which is fun. Yeah. Sure did. All right. So sure coming did. up next week, what are we talking about here on the podcast? Uh, speaking of recipes we've done once before, we're revisiting sheet pan dinners because I thought, you know what? We're all tired. We're tired of cooking. Throw something on that sheet pan. Yeah. And sheet pan dinners, <laughs> throw something on a sheet pan. And we might need some fun new ideas. So I found some fun recipes that are a little different, but also weeknight friendly. Maybe a little breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Speaking of like viral, trendy things, we're doing the sheet pan pancake. Spoiler alert. I think I've not made it yet, but I might even TikTok it. You don't know. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) out of control, out of control. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. Maybe our TikTok account, you know. If you've got some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Last, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend and review and subscribe. That's honestly how people get to know us and how we can spread our TikTok Dinner Sisters love around the world. (laughs) Thanks and happy eating. (laughs) 